What up, traders? How we doing? I hope you enjoyed your weekend. And guess what? The SPACs attack is back, baby. The one, the only SPACs attack, baby. Let's go. Let's get this show started. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. What's going on, traders? How we doing? Let me go ahead. What's going on, Mitch? Hope you had a good weekend. Yes, SPACs attack is back. Uh, You know, it's Monday, so it's always nice to provide some headlines from the movers in the morning. And then let's go ahead and we can take a look at maybe some stocks to watch this week out there in SPAC and DSPAC land. What do you think? Let's rock on. Let's rock on. We're definitely going to look for some good moves out there. I've been seeing one that I'm just like, what? Oh, there you are, DMS. Hey, I see you. All right, let's go ahead. Let's get into some headlines. Drop it in the chat. If you guys have a, a catalyst out there that you guys are paying attention to in SPAC land, smash the like like always. And, and let's go ahead, Chris. Let's take us back to those headlines. All right, guys. Yeah, so starting with headlines, we do have some analyst notes to get, talk about today. So up first, we have SNAX, that snacks, Strive Foods, uh, Craig Hallam initiating coverage with a buy rating and a price target of $15. That company actually reports earnings today after the bell, and we'll be talking about that one later on on the show. And then we have Body, Beach Body Company, DA Davidson cutting the price target from $14.50 to $11.50. Um, so a, a price target cut there on BODY this this morning. And then we have Northland Capital initiating coverage on a Cerberus Telecom, that's CTAC, with an outperform rating and a price target of $17. Then our other headlines, we have Black Sky Holdings that's going public with SFTW uh, announcing the completion of a joint pilot project with Palantir Technologies that integrates Black Sky's commercial satellite imagery and analytics into the Palantir Enterprise platform. Uh, That's a pretty big deal, right? Palantir has a large base of enterprise customers. Black Sky Holdings integrating into that platform. So look for Black Sky to get some more deals out of this, some partnerships of their own through that relationship uh, with Palantir. Then UWM Holdings announced earnings this morning. Second quarter earnings per share of $0.07 that missed an estimate of $0.08. And their sales of $484.65 million missed an estimate of $675 million. Uh, Not a lot to say. Shares are down 9% today to $0.17. UWM, one of the, the bad performers, uh, you know, out there from SPACs going below 10. We hit a 52-week low of 625 not too long ago. And, and I think we could actually see some pressure towards that number today. And we have NSH merger approved. We'll trade us ticker SPIR. Full disclosure, I actually am long now shares of NSH. And I will know our buddy Julian Klimachko shared on Twitter 
that NSH actually had 91% of shares redeemed at that SPAC merger vote. Um, so NSH could see some momentum today as a small float uh, mention on that redemption. We got a couple votes at SOAC setting a merger vote date of September 3rd and SRNG Soaring Eagle uh, setting a vote date of September 14th. Our one rumor over the weekend, we have Fox Wayne Enterprises Acquisition Corp. That's ticker FOXW in talks to merge with Arami Therapeutics Holdings, which develops treatments for severe respiratory diseases. A uh, deal could value the company at $195 million. This rumor coming from Bloomberg, again, this is a smaller SPAC. Um, this would be in the biotech space, not my stronghold by any means, um, but a rumor out there for FOXW. Then our one deal announced this morning, this one was rumored last week. We have Tim Hortons International, also known as Tim's China, going public with Silvercrest Acquisition Corp. That ticker SLCR, deal value in the company at $1.69 billion, expected to close in the fourth quarter. Public SLCR shareholders will own 16.4% of the new company. So Tim's China is one of the leading franchisees of the Tim Hortons brand, which is owned by Restaurant Brands International. That's ticker QSR. Uh, in the quick service coffee and food market, they have 3.2 million loyalty club members. And Tim's China has a goal of having 2,750 profitable stores by the year 2026. They had 137 stores at the end of 2020. We see hitting 388 stores in 2021, 733 by the end of 2022. They have over 300 locations in negotiations, 199 open at the time of the merger announcement. Um, so already 62 opened in 2021, 65 under construction. The China market is growing. They have one of the lowest coffee consumption rates, but it's also the fastest growing market globally, which could really benefit a company like this. They also have strong digital orders, which is 69% of sales and delivery, 35% uh, of sales in the first quarter of that digital number. Same store sales up 42.5% in the first quarter. And they've been profitable on a store level for 15 consecutive months. Revenue of $206 million in 2020. Forecasting revenue of $671 million in 2021. From 2021 to 2026, they see revenue growing at a compounded growth rate of 63%. Again, SLCR is the SPAC announcing a deal with Tim's China. Um, you know, fast growing coffee market in China, the restaurant space. But again, Chinese stocks have been under extreme pressure here. So with that being said, I sit on the sidelines on this deal and I uh, look forward to seeing the progress. Mitch, that's what I've got, uh, you know, for headlines in that deal. Um, anything standing out to you before we move into that watch list today? Well, like always, I mean, when we got the fire, we got the fire. Chris always dropping the heat here with the highlights of the day, really. This is not even just news. These are the highlights in the SPAC industry. 
you guys do us a favor. We got over 300 people watching. Smash that like. Let's get this up to 50. If we get to 100, I don't know, man. We might have to do something special. I know we always got some NFTs we can open. We can do something fun for the chat. I even want to do maybe, you know, an NFT giveaway. What? 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 You guys smash that like. Let us know what you guys are thinking. If you guys are looking at any of these SPACs right now, definitely let us know. We'll get into the watch list just um, in a few short seconds here. But Chris, I wanted to talk to you about what you think about that body call out there. It's a pretty uh, pretty big lowering it down towards the $11. I mean, we can take a look here on the daily. We're all the way down towards $7 today here. So I'm going to go ahead and pull this up. Uh, body definitely taking the hit off of that analyst rating there. What are you thinking here? Yeah, so it looks like body hit a 52-week low this morning. Um, I'm seeing 698. Previous low was 719. Body reported earnings on Friday. Um, they're, they had worse than expected second quarter, and their guidance was also below estimates uh, figures. So I think that was a double negative, right? Anytime we see the the sales down in the quarter to what estimates expect and then also guidance getting cut, um, I think you're going to see some analyst downgrades, some analyst action. You know, I I think at this point, I hope that they're being conservative with their guidance because, again, with the Delta variant, um, you you know, the stay-at-home trade well and alive, I, I think body could actually see growth again I don't think everyone's returning fully to the gyms yet. And I think even when people do, you know, each body is an established brand at home and also that mixed fitness bike. So I haven't dove into that report. That's the other thing is maybe we didn't get enough color on how that mixed fitness bike was selling. Cause I really think that could have been a standout quarter for the company. And I think we got the opposite instead. Definitely. It's going to be interesting. I'm going to be watching. You guys know how I like that body. I'm, I'm going to be watching this because I'm going to definitely be dipping my toes sooner or later, guys. I will let you know exactly when I do get back into body. You guys know I actually wrote this up for a winner earlier about uh, two months ago. Um, I sold into the win just because that was what I was expecting to do. I didn't want to hold it long term. I wanted to wait till we get the switch over. Now we're seeing the effect what happened there. Now let's see if we can level out. I'm going to be looking for this to really turn around. One of the levels that I'm looking at, of course, stands out to me is under $6, 6 to 5. That's going to be about halfway down towards um, that analyst rating, right? And so there's a reason why they're at least looking at 11, right? It's because they start looking at assets. They start seeing the competition, where it could eventually go. So that's going to be my focus. I think it could get back towards that 11 also. The big thing is where do we catch this falling knife? I'm going to be waiting to start seeing a reversal before I, I go crazy and just start trying to pick spots. Let's let it get towards a level. Let a little a little sideways consolidation. I'll let you guys know when I attack this. Awesome. Anything else standing <laughs> I out? Read, I tried to read Bourne's comment and I couldn't couldn't focus here. <laughs> All right. Yeah, definitely, guys. Let's go ahead. Let's get into, for, at least from the news, let's go ahead. Let's get into the watch list, guys. This is when we talk about SPACs that are moving out there. If you guys got a SPAC you guys want to talk about, let us know in the chat. All right, traders. So it looks like we're having a decent day. I talked about it. Digital media solutions. Uh, what happened there, Chris? 
Yeah, so digital media solutions, I know this has been a favorite of yours, Mitch, that programmatic advertising space. We also got another deal in that space done recently that we interviewed a couple weeks ago. So DMS shares are up. The company announced a review of strategic alternatives. So even though they've already gone public via SPAC, it looks like DMS is possibly putting itself up on the chopping block and saying, hey, come acquire us, come merge with us, come partner with us, come acquire something from us. They're exploring all alternatives. And, and you know, it's interesting because obviously at the SPAC, this was a $10 stock. It, it's fallen down. We're at $8. Um, you know, but interesting to see what could happen. Could someone just swoop in and buy this at $10, the same price that, you know, got the SPAC deal at? Um, or will we see more of a premium? And, and, you know, Mitch, as we've seen, I know you interviewed Pubmatic. We had that other interview with uh, Ad Therant recently. It is a competitive market, but it's also a fast growing market. So I think there's room for lots of players in that. And digital media, I mean, maybe they're one that could complement one of these existing companies. So interested to see if we get any sniffs out there for DMS. Yeah, I think it was, was interesting. You know, I called this out after I saw their earnings. They they pretty much did really well for their earnings and they were down on it big time. So I was expecting to see a reversal on the chart. Today we got that reversal, whether it be from the news or not. I mean, that's how you that that's how I think I always approach things. You know, sometimes catalysts can come in. You don't know what can happen there, really. Uh, the biggest thing is to always try to attack some levels. We were looking at this, trying to get it off a monthly low. Um, and, and we keep talking about monthly charts, right? And so look how this went right down to the monthly, then popped right off of it. We're trying to attack those monthlies on these specs because that's, that's at least going to give us a good measurement of risk and return. Another thing is these have been months and months on downtrends, right? You don't want to cut yourself in another month of downtrend. So look for these reversal signs to show. And I'm not necessarily showing uh, DMS to talk about the gain today, but more along different ones. Let's take an approach and look at that monthly and see if we can catch support there. Yeah, definitely. And I'm seeing a couple call outs for PaySafe, PSFE in the chat. We're going to talk about PaySafe um, later on in our middle segment. I know they had earnings this morning. We've got you covered there right now. Just looking Say at the what? watch list before we get into that. So, but look at, look at that. Let's, let's just do a little count. One, two, <laughs> three. And I'm sure Carl will put a four if he was here. Yeah, I mean, Carl, of course, has been talking about that one forever. Um, also, Mark mentioned uh, Catapult, KPLT, down another 5% today, $3.17. And asking, is that the worst SPAC out there now? Uh, it, it depends on what you consider the worst SPAC. Um, we have seen other SPACs fall below $3 before. I know HOFV was one. Um you know, Catapult, they, they you know, got rid of their guidance and they didn't have a very good quarter. Um, and this thing has just dropped significantly. ATIP also, John, yep. Um, you know, so it, it depends on what you consider the worst. And also, is there a chance of coming back? Um, so, you know, it's always worth looking at some of these. But again, we're seeing a lot of SPACs. Once they complete the SPAC process and they start reporting earnings, if any of them cut their guidance or take away their guidance from that original investor presentation, 
shareholders and investors are not reacting positively because those were the numbers that they laid out when they went public. It was part of the announcement. We're going to complete this merger. These are the numbers we're going to hit. And when you can't you know, go forward on that, that's how the stock is going to react. Definitely something to keep a watch on. We'll see if this keeps moving on down. KPLT. We'll see when it comes back, guys. All right. So looks like there's some other mentions in the chat. I'm seeing some microvast talk. John Doe, of course, wants to know about microvast. I don't think it's doing much today. Let's take a look here. Uh, looks like we're just approaching a little bit of a down day. Let's take a look here on, on the 15 minutes. See how it's trading today. Looks like yeah, we've had a, a bounce there at, at 1050s. And Mitch, what did I say about Microvest last week or the week before? I said that this was one that was seeing heavy, heavy mentions on Wall Street bets. It was the top mentioned stock for multiple days. And I said, what happens when it's no longer the number one mentioned stock? What happens when that momentum goes away? And this is what happens, right? It went, it had that huge jump up. And now it's getting that drop down because it's no longer mentioned as a short squeeze. It's no longer mentioned as the top stock on Wall Street bets. So it's falling out of favor and the shares are reacting as well. Yep, definitely one that I I think has just a, a bunch of people behind it, but we haven't really seen it get its motor going. All right. What else standing out to you here, Chris? Anything you want to talk about? Yeah, you know, I'm not seeing a ton of other big movers on the watch list. Um, You know, a lot of red out there as well. Um, I actually see, you know, Owlette down double digits, Clever Leaves down 16%. Um, You know, so some of those companies that reported earnings are still getting hammered today. In the green, I mean, I'm not seeing very much at all. Um, So it's an interesting day out there. Um, So should we talk about some stocks to watch this week? Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll mention one that's starting to get on my radar. I've been looking for this one to get underneath five. Looks like we're there at 479. This one might be one that I dip my toes and try to call the bottom on. We'll see if I'd be able to call the bottom on mile. I'll let you guys know if I take a shot. All right, Chris, let's go ahead and let's pull out from the watch list and start taking a look at stocks or SPACs to watch this week. If we have any catalyst, we'll definitely mention it or something to keep an eye out. So this is when Chris does best, guys. This is where I'm going to go ahead and let Chris lead here. You guys let him know by calling him Chrisopedia in the chat, giving us a thumbs up. And like always, hit my man up on Twitter. He's always there. That man doesn't stop. I, I mean, I remember last week he was out and still nailed the hell of a trade. So if you're not watching him on Twitter, I don't know what you're doing, guys. Well, thank you, Mitch. And with that being said, let's take a look at PaySafe, P-S-F-E. So shares down today, the company reported earnings. They also reaffirmed their third quarter guidance and also announced an acquisition for $441 million. So let's dive in. So second quarter revenue, $384.3 million, beat the estimate of $377.98 million. Third quarter revenue, they see in a range of $360 to $375. That's, that's lower 
than a street estimate of $389 million. So the company said they remain confident in their full year outlook and the years ahead. E-commerce gateway, digital wallets, online banking, and e-cash solutions, a true differentiator in the market. They're acquiring safety pay for $441 million in an all-cash transaction. Uh, so safety pay is a payments platform operating primarily in Latin America that enables e-commerce transactions. They see full year revenue 1.53 to 1.55 billion street estimate on the high side of that at 1.55 billion dollars. So let's look at some of the individual segments. So total payment volume 32.3 billion dollars was up 41% year over year. They also reported net income of 6.6 million dollars versus a net loss of 15.9 million last year. They saw strong momentum in North American iGaming, including 48% revenue growth. They also piloted their Skrill digital wallet for US iGaming with eight major brands. Their digital commerce verticals included digital goods, crypto, financial services, and travel. So there you have it. They added 22 new cryptocurrencies to the Skrill digital wallet. They all their digital goods on the Microsoft Store for the Xbox. They also launched safeguarding solutions for travel industries. To me, I think this was a decent quarter from Paysafe. The, the big standout, right, is that their third quarter guidance is a little light. Their full year guidance still looks to be on track to meet the street estimate of $1.55 billion. Um, also, they got that acquisition today. And if you know anything about the Latin American market, I mean, I've seen companies like Meli, M-E-L-I, Mercado Libra, um, uh, C Limited, S-E. We've seen lots of these companies really boom in their stock prices for attacking that, that growth in e-commerce in Latin America. So I like this acquisition. I'd love to get some more color on it. But Paysafe, I mean, falling today, 881. Um, it does have, you know, it did have a, a $7 billion market cap, as people are pointing out. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Mitch? Paysafe, this is one we've talked about a lot from the very start, um, you know, as a payment solution. It's also tied a little bit to sports betting, iGaming. And, and now you get the crypto talk mentioned in the earnings release. I, I like this one. And, you know, maybe we can establish a level uh, before taking a position here. Yeah, definitely something to keep a watch on. I mean, if you look at this stock, it's gone down. It's done about one flush, two flush, three flush. Let's see if it breaks that low right now. Um, the lows being right now, let's take a look on the one hour. This is when I start looking at the hourly. So you can see the breaks. One, two, three breaks. Can we break this low right now, which is 870? If that can hold today, that can be kind of something you can lean on. Looking for it to come back up closer towards 10. But I think this one could head down closer towards, or I would say, around $8. Um, give it a little bit of a time. This is also one we're going to have to start looking on the monthlies to see when we can turn back green. You see how you've got a somewhat green candle here, but it really didn't hold any highs. It had that closed body and then immediately a bullish, a bearish engulfing candle here on the downside monthlies 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 wait till those things turn around 
When you see those things turn around, then we're going to have a chance to catch a lot of these on the upside move. Yeah, definitely. And then we got SoFi. SoFi Technologies, S-O-F-I, reported earnings last week. Um, We didn't have a chance to talk about this one yet. So third quarter adjusted net sales uh, guidance, 245 to 255 million versus an estimate of 260 million. That was the big thing that people were calling out as the reason why shares were down. Uh, Second quarter sales, 237 million, beat an estimate of $231 million. Uh, You know, I I actually liked the quarter. Their year-over-year member growth, 113%. Eighth consecutive quarter, uh, total products of 3.7 million, up 123%. So triple digit, triple digit. Revenue was up triple digit. Uh, their Galileo account base, 79 million. Remember, that's their, uh, you know, almost Amazon Web Services uh, segment that they have for their financial services segment. Um, they also saw growth in personal and student loans, um, you know, but they also called out that they didn't raise guidance because of the government student loan policy set to expire in January 2022. Also, on the earnings call, we did get some color on that bank charter, which I was calling out last week. They said that the bank charter process has been very constructive. They applied in 2020. Then they acquired Golden Pacific, a California physical bank company, and had to refile. They said they remain encouraged about getting that bank charter. Um, I'm seeing now, before we had heard maybe a September announcement, I'm hearing now that November is the tentative date to receive that bank charter if everything goes through. So again, I am long SoFi. I really thought we'd have a really good quarter. We'd see shares go higher. I I did think it was a good quarter, um, but I think there's a lot of misconception out there about their earnings per share and then also that third quarter guidance. I also have seen SoFi step up their marketing game, right? I'm starting to see more and more SoFi commercials. They have a partnership with Dude Perfect, which I mentioned um, last time I talked about them. They also started sponsoring some shows um, like Anthony Pompliano and, and others to really get more heavily involved in the crypto space. So SOFI, I, I mean, Mitch, what do you think of the chart? This thing actually on earnings, I mean, it fell from 1750. We, we dropped to 15. Then we fell again. And then today we're starting to almost see it come back a little bit today. What do you think? It's a dangerous game here. Now that you cracked that low, we were looking for 15 to hold. The question is, do you recover immediately and get back above that 15? Or do you start cracking down closer towards the 12 support? If it comes down, of course, towards 12, I think there's going to be some people in, in, in some pain in this one. Uh, they were expecting to see it come back up towards that 18. So I know there's some people trapped probably up there by 16, um, especially when you get a gap down like this. So that's going to be the level for overhead supply when we run into it again, see if some people sell out there. If not, I think you also have to wait for this one to start turning back around because this one had a good pop into the name, the ticker change. But from that point, I mean, we really haven't held the gains. So let's see if this comes back. Definitely. And then up next, we've got Lion Electric, LEV. So they also reported earnings last week, and we have not gotten a chance to dive into it yet. 
Shares down 4% today. Um, over the past couple trading sessions, we have seen shares trade down. So second quarter, they reported an earnings per share loss of $1.13. Year, sales of $16.7 million. That's up from 6.1 in the previous year. They delivered 61 in the second quarter, um, up from 22 vehicles in the last year. Uh, three over three hundred million dollars uh, in cash on the books, three hundred sixty-four million. Over four hundred vehicles on the road with eight million miles driven. Now their vehicle order book is nine hundred sixty-five vehicles as of August twelfth. That's two hundred sixty-two trucks, seven hundred three buses. A total order value of two hundred eighty million dollars. Uh, they also have an order book of 73 charging stations. They called out a couple companies that are partners, Green Mountain Power, Casella Waste Systems. They also said that the order book includes a new order from Amazon for 15 Lion 8 tractor trucks, a new order from Zum Services for 30 Lion school buses, and a repeat uh, purchase order for 35 Lion Sea buses from the Prince Edward Island government. On track to launch eight new vehicles by the end of 2022, a total of 15 models they will then have in existence. And they said that they've made significant progress on two plant projects. Um, you know, so the and Lion Electric, uh, another good quarter, right? And they're progressing. They're getting more orders. They're getting, um, you know, more momentum, more deals signed. They have a strong backlog. Um, so Lion Electric shares down on that earnings report, but another one where maybe the, you know, street just is not able to interpret those earnings per share. What do you think Lion Electric, Mitch, and maybe that momentum of getting those bus deals? I think you have to watch this because it's a good story in the long run. We just have to wait for it to get really hot. One of the things that needs to happen is, of course, more and more buses and vehicles going out the door, right? I think once we get that moving, we'll start seeing this stock really get some trend. Right now, we saw it break a big support also near that 15, uh, very similar to that SoFi. Um, now we need to see if it holds on these downtrends and where do we get that reversal flip we need to flip back on this one now that we've broken down through that the big thing is does it catch down here towards 1267 or does it come back down closer towards 1180 that's where i'll be looking for lev definitely and then you know one that we've been mentioning the past couple of weeks i i've got to say i think DraftKings is a stock to watch and similar to what i said last week right they had the nft launch so two dates last week, they launched Tom Brady NFTs. Both of those launches sold out, right, very quickly. But the thing that I really was impressed with, with the DraftKings NFT launch, was the ease of, the ease of use and how many people were so surprised or had positive comments to say on the NFT platform that they have created. Now, I've been a part of several NFT drops um, you know, Top Shot, you know, back in the day as well. And, and sometimes the sites run into problems, right? They crash, um, you know, the line doesn't work properly. But what you got with DraftKings was a very easy to use NFT platform, high demand, 
Um, you know, people were given an equal opportunity to get in line and get their spot to buy the NFT. They were also able to sell it on the marketplace and make a profit. Um, you know, those prices still very high on the secondary market. So what I think happens now is we're going to see some analyst notes and call outs on DraftKings being an NFT play. I think before really analysts just kind of saw the NFT trade for DraftKings as maybe just a, a cherry on the top and not really as an actual revenue driver. But I think you're going to see the reverse now where DraftKings has built this platform. They have a significant customer base and now they can monetize that with NFTs. And they have Wayne Gretzky coming up next. They have other athletes coming as well. Um, you know, I really think it's it's worth noting that they could be a NFT play. You also had to sign up for an account to be able to buy and sell these NFTs. So I think they probably gained some new customers who may have deposited money into their account. And, and Mitch, I mean, if you if you have a DraftKings account and you have money just sitting there, I, I mean, do you pull the money out? Or, or do you start to bet on sports if you weren't able to get those NFTs? So I think that's important to note, too, that DraftKings may have just gained some additional customers. And then I'm also seeing we have July numbers out for the state of Michigan. Uh, FanDuel leading the way with a 29% market share. But DraftKings second place with 28.4%. Um, so DraftKings and FanDuel can continue to compete head-to-head. And they're the big two, right? In any of these states, you're seeing FanDuel and DraftKings really having, you know, a significant market share. And then you're seeing a fight for third place, fourth place, and fifth place in many of these states. So DraftKings, again, they're dominant in online sports betting. And here they are growing in the NFT market. What do you think, Mitch? DraftKings, I know you've been a fan of this. Um, do you see anything new or do you see some momentum going into this week? Well, I can say there, I'm still saying, BetMGM, send me that company, slide that company out of there. I want it. There's a reason why, right? It's 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 really become kind of who's going to take the market, right? I think there's a bunch of players and everyone's trying to push the growth. The question is who to continue to take the, the market. I think it's all about innovating, right? And we've talked about this, Chris. DraftKings choosing to innovate here and going into NFTs is a great move because at the end of the day, it gives them something else, something other than just coming at the consumer with, hey, do you want a sports bet? We'll give you $100 to come come bet on our platform. No, it's, it's even it, it goes to a completely different side. Uh, maybe some people that never in their lives sports with thought uh, of actually going to a sports betting platform now going into sports betting platform to do what to buy an nft and so this completely changes the aspect of getting people onto that platform for other uses than just sports betting and so i think this in the long run it helps them they they need they need to continue looking for players right the best way to do that is to bring some other way to bring those players to your platform and then hope that they stick around and next thing you know, they're sports betting. Yeah, definitely. You know, so DraftKings, another one to watch. The, the other two that I would call out Mitch today that have earnings, we have uh, Strive Foods, which I mentioned, SNAX. Um, you know, this is a, a potential low float trade. They have the partnerships with Channing Tatum, Justin Herbert. 
They got products in more stores during the quarter. Um, I, I really think I'm looking forward to hearing their guidance, right? What's to come? Will they be doing heavy advertising, you know, during the NFL season to take advantage of that? And then also, how are those new stores playing in terms of revenue? What new stores are they looking to get in, right? This is a company where they have a better for you product, right? Better than beef jerky. Um, you know, how can they advertise that? How can they grow brand awareness? Uh, what do you think, SNAX? I mean, the chart is not looking too good going into earnings here. Not pretty, but we need to just get a turnaround candle we need so the monthly candles have been pointing straight down just wait for the turnaround right now a lot of these what you need to do is you need to get in that wait and see mode i don't think it's actually even nibble time it's more long let's wait and see when we get that leveling out then you can go ahead and jump in and attack companies that you feel the story can get hot yeah and then another one you know again to watch not saying go out and buy this stock for any means um we have romeo power rmo reporting earnings tonight and i, I think the key here mitch right is we talked about how they have a, a new ceo right mm -hmm. uh lionel stepped down and now we're getting a ceo transition so this is important it won't be the first quarter that that ceo was under control right she just became the ceo but it will be her first chance to really talk to shareholders, right, as the CEO. So, again, I'm not going to focus on what happened in the last quarter. I want to hear from her what's to come. How are we going to change things around under new leadership and really move forward? So I think RMO could be one to watch, um, you know, with that being said. What do you, what do you think, Mitch? Well, definitely it's one to watch because you whenever you get a change of story, the stock price could also affect that change of story. This is as big as the story changes. You're, you're changing the head head person, right? The leader. Uh, um, I, I even reached out to Lionel. I was like, Lionel, come on, man. Let me know. What happened, dude? What happened? I need to know. Romeo Powers was looking so good, yet not looking so good right now. Let's take a look here at the chart. Um, right now it's dipping back to six twelves. The question is, when do we get this turnaround of story? I think the LG news last week, um, that definitely did help. Uh, they need to get kind of securing all the issues that investors really have questions on. So that's what I want to be hearing in the earnings report. Can they solve those questions? Investors are really concerned about, yeah, they have all these partnerships, but can they meet the deals? Um, so we'll see if they can meet the deals and they are, are getting back on track on production. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I mean, for me, yeah, partnerships, partnerships, orders, um, that's going to be important talk. And also maybe we see just a different direction, right? Maybe some different wording or different guidance from the new CEO. Uh, again, this is one that's fallen significantly. I think a new CEO and a new change here could be needed. And I think it definitely stands to be on watch. But again, shares are significantly down. So I wouldn't be buying now, but I would be looking to hear what she has to say about the company's plan to move forward. All right. Well, we keep watching guys. I am hearing a lot in the chat about people stuck in prices. And this is one thing that, yeah, it makes me sad to hear guys, because at the end of the day, you know, Chris and I have been around since the beginning. One of the things that we've always stated is you have to have your line in the sand. 
Don't think that these are just average down, average down, average down. I want to stress that because I, I myself have been caught in a turnaround or two in these and I've cut the losses and that's what's kept me in the game and gotten me into other SPACs that have made me those profits right back. And so one of the things is, of course, if you're a trader of SPACs, get ready because there's going to be massive volatility in these. Another thing is understand that if you are a long-term investor, then you really need to understand where your entries are going to be and what's the long-term end game. Where are you looking to take profits? If there's no complete plan, then you're not really investing. You're kind of more just attacking at a stock. You're just saying, uh, I'm going to buy here and sell when it gets higher. Let's, let's try to make sure that we're going at these with plans, that we're setting some risk. If that risk breaks, you get out and you look for a re-entry. It's okay to do that. I don't think it's bad to look for re-entries, but one of the things that's really bad is holding a loser past that risk point and then you get stuck. If that word stuck is coming out, you more than likely did not obey the original plan, which is one of the things that I want to stress the most. Try to always stick to your original plan. The moment we get subjective on our plan, we're not objective anymore. And then when we lose that objective sight, next thing you know, we're hoping, praying, and wishing the stock come back. Yeah, you know, that's very important, Mitch. And, you know, the other thing is if you have losers now, pay attention to how some of these are reacting, right? So SoFi, I, I don't think is necessarily a loser, right? And they're a well-known company, but you just saw the stock fall double digits on, you know, weaker guidance and just kind of not a great quarter that investors really wanted to see that high growth. So if a company like SoFi can fall double digits, I mean, some of these other losers out there, these pre-revenue companies, I think they could have further to fall. So it may be time to go through your portfolio one by one. And if you own some SPACs or DSPAC companies, which ones could have further room to fall? And is it time to maybe weed them out of that portfolio? Because again, guys, SPACs were, were hot, hot, hot. Then we saw the consolidation. And now we're starting to see, you know, even some of these great DSPAC companies get hit on earnings. So I don't want to see anyone get stuck in these positions or lose a lot of money. So know your risk, know your potential. And then the other thing too, which Mitch has talked about, I've talked about, is scaling out, right? A lot of us had winners in the SPAC market. And, you know, some of those winners ran 100%. And maybe now they're up 20% instead of 100%. It might be time to take some profits off the table. Um, you know, and if you want to hold long term, maybe at least get some of the money out of there. Um, you know, so you're not left holding that later on. But Important, you know, to know that the SPAC market, it's not easy anymore. It used to be where these would all pop, right? Day one, it, it was almost an easy trade to make. And now that's definitely not the case. You're having to evaluate the terms of the deal, their growth, and then also the earnings later on as they report. Mitch, to finish up the, the stocks to watch here, we do have some votes this week um, that I want to highlight so we have RMGB voting on their merger with Renew Power um, today. Then on the 18th, we have LIVK, Agile Thought, KSMT, uh, Nexters Global, NGAC with XOS, 
And then on the 20th, we have VACQ with Rocket Lab and SV voting on their merger with Aero Farms. So of this list, you know, RMGB, I, I liked their long-term operations. They're a, uh, you know, an energy company in India, but I just don't think that it's going to be a popular trade here in the U.S. I think this one could struggle. I don't know a ton about LIVK or KSMT. XOS is interesting, right? And we had them on the show. Um, they do have a partnership with, with Amazon for some of those trucks. They have some other deals. Um, you know, they, they announced a FedEx contract. I, I like this one, but again, we've seen some of these EV trucking plays fall. The ones that I'm really watching would be Rocket Lab with VACQ, right? This is a space stock. They're almost like the number two to SpaceX. And Mitch, you've said it before, you know, if, if you can buy a company that has partnerships with SpaceX, you know, it's worth looking at. Well, they, they don't have partnerships with SpaceX, but to me, they're the next best thing, right? And it, you can't buy SpaceX stock. So maybe here you can buy the number two instead. Um, so look at VACQ and they also have some launches coming up not long after this deal goes through. So I think we're going to see some catalysts. SV with Aero Farms is interesting too, because we just saw App Harvest shares fall on earnings and that, you know, restructuring. So I don't know if that one's going to react positively either, um, but it is trading above $10. Um, what do you think? Anything on that list for this week's vote stand out? Of course, I'll just leave the banner that I have on. I think these are the ones that stand out the most for me on the week. Both of them, really. Um, we we saw Aero Farms. Um, we, we're going to expect to see that they don't reach the numbers, right? Because of the other company, right? Um, App Harvest not meeting their numbers. I think one thing that I want to do is if they surprise us, that's what you see just kind of really swings the momentum, Whenever you're expecting a stock to already come in underneath the line, if they're able to beat the expectations, that's where you can really see a swing. So I'd be paying attention to that because maybe maybe you don't play it into the earnings. Maybe that's okay. Maybe you're just like, all right, I'm not going to touch it right now. But what if the earnings come out and they look really great? I would be paying attention to that company to get a nice lift going into the next day because – of the sentiment that was expected. Yeah, definitely. You know, and so those are the votes this week. Um, you know, next week we also get more votes and then we're starting to see companies report, you know, vote dates in September. So we can kind of look at some of these events, but that's what we've got right now for the SPACs to watch this week. Um, you know, Mitch, again, not saying, and I want to make sure everyone watching knows that, not saying these are the stocks to go out and buy. They're the ones I think you should watch this week and watch and see what happens, Shucks. right? Yeah, if only it was that easy, right? Shucks. If I told you. Crystalpedia, just tell me the stocks to buy and right. let me be rich. Yeah, if Chris. I could tell you exactly what to buy, I mean, hey, we probably wouldn't be doing this show, right? Um, but, <laughs> you know, it, it's important, right, to, to do your research, do your homework. And these are the ones where I think you should be following the story this week, right? Follow the story we laid out. That's what we're here for. But then you have to make your own decision. You have to decide, was the story positive? Was it negative? Is this something I believe in? So those are the ones I'll be watching this week, along with many others, Mitch. Um, but that's what I've got for stocks slash SPACs to watch 
this week, again, a segment we like to do on Mondays to kind of lay out the full week for investors. Um, it looks like we've got some time to maybe get to some ticker time if everyone wants to start ticker dropping time. tickers in the chat, unless if you have something else to look at here, Mitch. The ticker time. What's going on, guys? What do you guys want to talk about? We're going to talk about the red. We're going to talk about the green. I was going to say, I see Fisker first up. Dude, why do I feel like I have to fight for Fisker out there in the social world? Yeah, you know, a lot of people mentioned, and I've seen you talk to him on, on Twitter too. A lot of people hate to today, man. Hating, <laughs> hating on Fisker. And, you know, for me, nothing's changed with Fisker, right? You know, they, they laid out their timeline. They're going to do their auto shows this year and next year. They're going to enter production next year. They also have partnerships with Magna and Foxconn. It, you know, to me, I, I own shares of Fisker. I still like the long-term picture. And yeah, there was a share offering last week, I believe, as well. I'm not concerned. This is a company that needs money. They're going to be a player in the electric vehicle market in, in my eyes. I could be dead wrong on that, right? Maybe they never have a car hit the streets. But I'm betting the opposite way by investing in Fisker. I think they have cars on the road sooner than later. I'll let you guys know in November when I drive one, we'll talk about it. How's that? Um, let's go I ahead. Thought, let's wait, keep but going. I thought I thought uh, they didn't do test drives. Isn't that why you shouldn't invest in the the stock, right? Because they won't no let you drive the car. No worries. You just you just you, you probably don't know the right people. It's okay. It happens. All right, let's keep going. Let's get into some of these. What we're going to do is let's play a little game, guys. Since we got a little bit of time left, we got about eight minutes left. Instead of Chris and I doing some deep analysis here, I'm going to knock out the SPAC, and I want you guys to go ahead and put in the chat one bullish, two bearish. Chris and I will also give a one or two so we could be a, a little bit quicker on this analysis, and then we kind of keep moving through these stocks. Let's see how many we can get through and what? Eight seven minutes now. All right, let's, let's go it. ahead. First one up. First one up. Let's go. DMYI. Like DMYI, quantum computing. Gotta love that growth industry moving forward. Bullish, bullish one. All right, let's go ahead. Next one up. Let's go. Uh C L O V Solar. I I used to be a two. I'm a one now. I liked their quarter that they had. I'm bullish on Clover ah, here. You see, I'm uh, I'm I'm gonna go with a two here. Chris, Chris and I, a little battle here. All right, let's go ahead. Next one up, Arrival, guys. Arrival being mentioned here. R A R V L here by Sue. What, what do you guys think? I, I'm a long term one, but I'm a two right now. They're still a little ways out. Yep, I, I think this one's gonna also battle like you saw LEV get hit a little bit. Let's let's wait for both of these. I think both of them come roaring at the same time. But for right now, short term two, long term one. All right, let's keep going. Next one up. B N G O. No, that's not that's not a spec, guys. I was just messing with you. Uh let's go ahead. T T D. No, no, no. I can't do that one either. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> plug come on carl you should know better try, try to do specs or d specs here guys <laughs> let's go ahead snpr here rob coming through at least getting us back on track here yeah i i'm a one they've got a vote coming up it's a charging play with infrastructure i i'm a one boom i like that one i'll definitely keep it on radar thank you rob for bringing it up i'll do one also rsi being mentioned here by uh i don't know ruin 
Bruin. Yeah, Bruin. Bruin. There you go, Bruin. Hector. I, I, I'm a one. Rush Street, <laughs> one all the way. All right, RSI. Uh, de- definitely, I think we might get a little pullback towards the gap. But if it does come down towards that gap towards 11, let's just say I'll be rebuying. I, I'm completely out of RSI right now, guys. I made my 30% gain. I'm not mad. I sold at 14. We'll see if it comes back down towards 11. Let's go ahead. Let's keep going here. Some other ones. NVIDIA, Victor, did not understand. <laughs> I mean, I'd say a one on NVIDIA too, but I know that's not a spec. <laughs> Let's keep going, guys. EV Go, I saw. EV Go. Yeah, I'm I'm a one. I'm a one on all the charging plays right now. I think that infrastructure bill is too much of a catalyst for, for charging. Let it come down towards that low near the 875s, and I'm, I'm I'll become a one. It's just right now, it looks like it could come back down towards that support first, but we'll keep it on watch. SP, uh, I think I saw Soren Eagle, but I think it scrolled up on me. I don't know who it was. There's so many ones that were rolling through there. Soaring Eagle, I'm a I'm a one long term, but I think I'm a two right now. This was a large SPAC. There's going to be a lot of shares outstanding when this deal goes through. It's been taking a lot to really move this stock. I mean, even Kathy was buying millions and millions of shares, and we couldn't get this thing up more than a percent at a time. So two hey, right now, Kathy one long term. I don't know who can. So I'll <laughs> nobody just can, right? Isn't that how that <laughs> phrase goes? If Kathy can't do it, nobody can. We got John Doe here, DCRN, DCRN, guys. Smash the like if you guys are enjoying us running through these stocks here. You guys help us out. Hit that like. At DCRN, I, I, I'm a one long-term, a two now. Um, great industry, but all these EV and trucking plays are getting hit right now. So I just wouldn't want to be entering a new one. Well, uh, I, I got to say, I liked Dead Mouse better for you, my friend. <laughs> uh, but I'll keep going here. Let's go ahead. Uh, ZEV, I know this one's been a monster lately, so I'll go ahead and bring it up here. ZEV, uh, you know. That's a hard, hard gap. Hard gap up to stay yeah. above there, right? That's a hard uh, one. I, I'm a, I'll go I, two, even though I, that looks like a bullish chart. Yeah. Probably be a two right now too. It's it's ran so much. I think it pulls back. All right, next one up, a, a fast one from Cole DM here. DM desktop metals. You guys know I'm a one, even though I've been getting pain and pain in this name. Yeah, I'm a I'm a one, but this thing it it doesn't want to turn around. It, no, I've talked about it. When you're wrong on the store, you can be like you can love the story. You can see this the stock partnerships, all that. But guess what? The technicals. I don't say it yet. So for right now, it's a one still in my eyes, but at least the technical is still saying it too. Let's keep going. Let's get into another one, man. I'm running through it. FPAC, FPAC, let's go. Yeah, FPAC, I own shares of. This was the bullish SPAC. Crypto SPACs and crypto stocks, I think, are going to start to lift. We're seeing crypto trade higher. Uh, This is one that I'm going to stick in. FPAC for bullish. I'm a one. All right, I'll go one with you also on that one. Let's get going. Muds, muds. I can't, how many can we go through? Let's muds, do it. Oh, man, I, I'm a one. It, it's I'm re- a two, man. It's they reversing. It's, it's falling, but they they need to get some new NFTs out other than just the Bundesliga ones. Let's get some more momentum from tops here. The Bundesliga. No, I want my baseball cards, dude. What happened to baseball? Mitch, you know what Tops actually did sell last week? 
What did they sell? So they weren't NFTs, but that Tops Now series that does the like live cards, the Field of Dream games in Iowa. This is no joke. I'm not joking. They sold cards with pieces of the cornfield in the card on the Tops website, and they sold out so fast. (laughs) They do. It looks terrible. If that's not a bullet. I'm selling cornfield cards. I don't know what it is, Mitch. Hey, I don't know what it is, but I'll just say, do, 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 Let's go. Let's keep it going here. Uh, we got two more left, two more left. Uh, let's do QSI, QSI. QSI, I'm, I'm a one. Ooh, this one's a hard one right here. I used to own this thing and I made money on it, but I'll tell you right now, I'm going to go with a two now. Uh, I made my money on it. I'm probably going to stay away from it right now until I see a big change of trend. Uh, last one, I'm going to go with MP here. MP is last one for the day. MP, I'm a, I'm a big one, and I have a new article coming out on Benzinga this week calling MP Materials the thing behind the thing. I'm a big fan of MP going forward. You guys heard it first. The Chrysopedia. I'm not even going to say anything. He knows more than I do. All right, guys. Like always, smash the like if you guys enjoyed our show. Let's.